Okay, hi guys, it's Bella. Um, <laughs> I really still don't know how to start a podcast. I just sounded like I was leaving a voicemail. Hi, it's Bella. I get back to you when you can. Um, anyway, I obviously I'm and I'm also side note. Okay, this first like probably ten minutes is just gonna be me like apologizing for things and going over like doing like house cleaning. So if you don't want to listen to that, um, skip this until you hit the point where I'm not just apologizing for things and talking about stupid stuff. And when I actually get into what today's podcast is going to be on. Um, but yeah, I'm really sorry because I was listening to my podcast back um, that you can hear when I swallow. That's so gross. I shouldn't have pointed it out because now you're going to notice it. Maybe, probably a lot of you didn't even notice it. Fuck. Um, okay. Well, whatever. Just some housekeeping that I'm going to do before we get started here. Okay. Um, first thing is I know I said in my first episode, like, I'm not holding back. This podcast is going to have no limits, blah, blah, blah. And I still hold that to be true, but I want to make a huge but here, um, with some uh, exceptions. I'm obviously not going to put people on blast on my podcast, like ex-boyfriends or ex-friends or, you know, people like that who have no way of consenting to me sharing this information about them. I might, you know, here and there share, not information, but share stories about people, but I'm not going to be like, well, when so-and-so said this to me, you know? Uh, so I just wanted to make that clear because I don't want people to be like, oh my God, Bella has a podcast now. I can't tell her anything because God forbid she goes out and like uses this as a story on her podcast. I'm not like a YouTube vlogger trying to, you know, just rip stories from my friends to use to get content. Um, and that was pointed out because in my first episode, I did tell someone else's story without their consent and not that said friend was like mad about it but she was like hey just so you know like that was my story and I totally respect that I didn't even think about that so um yeah please don't feel like you can't tell me things even if we don't know each other because I've also had people in the past week um since I uploaded my first episode I got a way bigger response than I was going to and this isn't me like bragging this is just I don't know, me saying this, um, my podcast on SoundCloud has over a hundred listens, which is insane to me because I definitely thought like, I'll post this. Some of my friends will listen. I'll get maybe like 20 listens. And it has like, last time I checked, I think it was like 115, which is like crazy insane to me. And yes, I have checked that it's not just me listening a bunch of times. Okay. I've gone back and like listened to it and then see checked if the number has gone up and it doesn't. So this is all people like actually listening to my podcast and I can see like how many times people listen. Like, don't worry, your name doesn't come up. So if you want to remain anonymous and pretend like you've never listened to my podcast before, that's totally fine. Um, But I can see like user number and then it's just a random user number. I can't see your names. Um, Listen to the podcast three times. Listen to the podcast three times. Listen to the podcast one time, you know? And it's not like someone's gone and listened to the podcast 40 times. The most one person has listened to it is three times. That means like a good 100 people have listened to my podcast, give or take a few because of people who have listened to it multiple times or like clicked on it multiple times, whatever. But that's so insane to me. Like I said, I definitely was expecting to put this out there and get like 20 listens. Um, And then just the response I have gotten from people like, not even um just listening but the amount of people that have like dm'd me whether it be on twitter instagram whatever and have been like this like keep doing this keep you know like i listened and it was like really inspiring and it helped me with you know whatever they were talking about um so that's also why i wanted to bring this up like if you dm me something like that one thank you so 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 much uh when i say that makes my day or like that made me incredibly happy. I'm being a hundred percent honest. It's so amazing to me that people are willing to reach out and one, listen to my fucking podcast Two, then message me and be like, Hey, this was awesome. You know? Um, so thank you. Thank you. And also if 
I have a guest on who's talking about something you're going through and you want to message me and you're like, I was, I'm going through coming out to my parents or I'm going through changing my major or whatever and this episode really helped me, please do. That makes me feel so great. I know it's kind of selfish, but also I'm not going to tell that you you know your story I'm not gonna be like hey so and so DM me and I won't even you know say like this person you know DM me um because whatever you tell me whether it's as a friend in real life or as somebody who's listening to my podcast and reaching out to me it stays between us I promise um the only times that obviously isn't going to happen is when I have people on and they're telling me things, they're, you know, talking about things. Of course, occasionally I might bring up a story like my ex-boyfriend or my really close friend, um, but those, I'm, are, are those stories I don't intend to have any, I don't have any malicious intent, nor do I intend to say anything about people that, um, I'm trying to think of the word, I don't have consent for or That just, like, isn't my story to tell. If it's a story I'm a part of, I might tell it. Obviously, there's things that, even things that I'm a part of that I wouldn't tell because it might make that other person look bad when I know that they're not a bad person. It just might have been a rough time in their life, blah, 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 all that. So I just wanted to get that out of the way Uh, first and foremost. Thank you to every person who's listened, every person who's reached out to me. You guys are so awesome and thank you for struggling through this with me uh as I clearly still don't know what the fuck I'm doing uh I do actually have another episode that I recorded with Reagan my roommate um but she's she was really drunk well not really she was drunk I don't know how drunk she was in it and she was kind of far away from the mic and like honestly I didn't intend to like make this an episode it just was like she came into my room and I don't know, we were talking, and I think a lot of times mine and Reagan's, Reagan and mine, I don't know, please don't correct me, um, conversations are funny, in in my own humble opinion, um, and so I just kind of started recording, and like for most of it, she didn't even know I was recording, but she, I mean, I have have consent to post this, but that episode needs a lot of editing, and I still don't know how to do anything on podcast, so I thought I would just record one Um, of me just talking so I can kind of like do a single shoot if you will and not have to go back and edit it hopefully so if there's like lulls and like pauses and this is really uh not as put together as you were hoping for because I promised you that my second episode would be a lot better I'm really sorry um I just haven't figured out podcasting yet and if anyone knows stuff about like the RSS feed and editing on GarageBand and any of that stuff and you'd be willing to help your girl out that would be super amazing because I'm really bad with technology um but anyway okay so the first thing I wanted to talk about well first things first this episode's going to be about if you wanted to skip the intro hi hello welcome back I'm actually getting into the podcast now um This first episode is going to be like my introduction because I feel a lot of people might kind of know me, follow, I mean, there's a lot of people that listened that, um, told me they listened, that like, we follow each other on Instagram, we like went to high school together, but we've never really talked, um, and so I kind of figured like, let's get to know me to start, um, because I feel I've had a pretty interesting life thus far. Um, So yeah, but before we do that, today is, let's check the date, it is May 14th, tomorrow, May 15th, I'm not sure when I'm going to post this, hopefully I'll get it up tonight, um, if it doesn't require any editing, but I might post it tomorrow, or the day after, I don't know, hopefully I get it up before May 15th, okay? May 15th is a new moon. This is really uh, an incredible time because new moons are like new beginnings, new endeavors, uh, positive changes. It's really a time to plant seeds 
for what you want to manifest. It's a time for restarting things, growing, all that stuff. Um, And on the podcast, I'm hoping to be going through with you guys like moon phases and spiritual stuff and tarot cards and crystals. So if you want to know more about that, please feel free to let me know. You can also just anytime DM me and be like, hey, I'm really interested in this. I'm nowhere near an expert on any of this. I'm learning as I'm going through it. Um, But I feel I'm decently knowledgeable. I could at least kind of get you started. Um, And there's also just so much information on the internet. If you were curious about any of this, I could easily give you a ton of links. But yeah, so tomorrow, May 15th, is a new moon in Taurus. Um, I'm not going to go into what in Taurus specifically means because uh, it it can vary depending on your astrological sign, first of all. Second of all, I'm not really that much of an expert to the point where I could be like, yes, in Taurus, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I have a decent understanding, but the most important part about new moons is the new beginnings. Anything that you are looking to manifest, to create in your life, this is now the time to set that intention. I personally have a journal. I write down my new moon intentions, um, what I want to happen in my life for the next coming weeks because new moon happens and then it's like, I think it's like 15 to like 18 days after the new moon is when the full moon happens. And full moon is when, you know, you are supposed to, in theory, have your intentions manifest. But also, if your intentions haven't manifested by the full moon, um, this is the time to really take a look at what you should be letting go of in order to uh, get that manifestation into your life um but yeah full moon's like wish fulfillment new moon is setting the intentions it's renewing optimism hope faith maybe starting new relationships whether it's with friends partners um yeah I'm always super super excited for new moons they're super awesome uh that's pretty much I think all I had to say on new moons you can and again like Pinterest Tumblr even just like googling it there's just a ton of websites that you can look on for new moon rituals practices um affirmations all of that sort of stuff but of course if there's anything else that you would want to know about new moons please never feel shy or anything at all if you're curious just about my life um oh my god there's a bird carrying like another bird like and it's, what is it, talons? I think it's, like, eating it. Okay, that's really weird. I'm um, sorry. I live right by, like, I, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Like I said in the first podcast, very loosely set up podcast, I literally have my mic standing on my iPad, The Alchemist, On the Road by Jack Kerouac, and... Um, my contemporary sexuality textbook so (laughs) but anyway uh, I live right by the beach so I see kind of bizarre things as far as like animals go because I live not to like circumlocate like right where I live but I have an ocean view from my room of ocean beach and then to the left of my house is Golden Gate Park so I live in a pretty cool area But um, yeah, if you have any questions about absolutely anything, my life, new moons, uh, I'm not super confident on astrology right now, but I am working on being able to read and do soul astrology. So if you ever want to send me your birth date and time, um, I'm working on being able to read charts. So I can't guarantee you it'll be at all accurate right now, Um, but I'm totally down for that. With that being said, I'm going to go into my background, who I am, what I'm hoping to get out of this podcast, how it all started, and all of that. Um, So, as most of you probably know, because I feel like a lot of you came from my Instagram page after posting it on my story, I'm from Orange County, born and raised there, Tustin, uh, which is funny because in 
and I think a lot of people from Tustin will agree with this. Um, growing up in Tustin, we always feel like it's really small. Like we used to make so many jokes about how tiny Tustin is, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can get around the whole city in like 10 minutes. Um, you run into everyone anytime you go out, it feels like. But the population of Tustin, I looked it up because just curious about these things, is like 82,000. And like, ask anyone from Tustin, you're like, no. It's definitely like 5,000. Like, it feels so, so, so much smaller. Um, So in my head, I grew up in a small town where everyone knew everyone, but in reality, I didn't. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, growing up in Orange County was, I mean, I've never, I obviously never grew up anywhere else, so I can't really say, but it was cool, kind of boring um, to me, which I will get into my realizations later, but yeah, I mean, Orange County was cool, I guess. Uh, Grew up in a very liberal family, which was very different from the most parts of most parts of Orange County um especially when I was in like grade school and middle school I think everyone I was friends with there came from Republican families getting into high school um I found a lot more of my liberal friends but even then a lot of my friends came from very conservative families and were just liberal themselves which I think most millennials I'm not going to make that generalization. Uh, But yeah, so obviously since I didn't grow up anywhere else, I can't really say how growing... I mean, I can actually because I've seen the way kids are here in San Francisco and how they are in Tustin. And I think in Tustin and probably most parts of Orange County, we're very sheltered. Um, Like, I think... A good majority of people's parents try to enlighten them about the world, teach them all these things, um, whether it be poverty or different cultures or whatever, but you can't really know it until you experience it. Um, And so seeing the kids that, well, even just going to college and meeting people from different backgrounds and seeing like, oh, this is how your life was when you grew up. This is how your life when you grew up here, um, was a big thing because it was, like, weird to me coming here and, like, this is gonna make me sound kind of bad, but, like, it was weird to me coming here and being, like, you, you didn't have, like, house cleaners growing up and, like, you didn't get a car when you turned 16 and not everyone at your high school drove and, like, you weren't allowed to kind of do whatever you wanted with reckless abandon you know and it's uh, I guess you know growing up in Orange County how many let's take a shot every time I say growing up in Orange County um really was a bubble and kids here I feel in San Francisco grow up a lot faster and they're a lot more independent from a younger age that's not to say at all that there aren't kids in Orange County that grew up fast and you know had to learn to be independent and fight for themselves at a young age because obviously that's happening but I definitely feel like we are more sheltered in a lot of ways uh so that was a I think a huge impact on my life which is part of the reason why I chose to go to school somewhere so different because I wanted to see something else I wanted to experience something new um and yeah I think fundamentally a lot of people that I've chosen to surround myself with up here whether they be from San Diego or Humboldt or wherever they're from uh were raised with the same core values as I was growing up and that's probably why we chose San Francisco as a school because obviously it's a very liberal area but people did have very very different experiences growing up I have friends who you know parents from the age of like 15 were like you're on your own like you want anything you pay for it you get a job uh or parents who were like helicopter parents and you know hover over hovered over their kids and so I definitely recommend like if you're 
someone thinking about moving away from home, whether it be for college or just for life experiences, do it. 100% do it. Um, because I think you need to get out of whatever bubble you're in. If you if you have the resources to, that's what I'm saying. Because I know there's a lot of people who can't afford to or need to stay home for, you know, siblings or to take, help, help take care of a parent or something. If, but if you receive the opportunity and you have the resources to move away from home, even if it's just for a month, do it, you know? Um, so that, yeah, that's a big reason why I came up here. And I also thought, because in high school, I feel I had a decent amount of friends, but I never felt I had like a group. Um, I feel like I was kind of spread all around. Like I had friends that were in lots of different quote unquote groups, cliques, whatever you want to call it. But I never like belonged to like one solid group. And I've had people tell me this, like, and not, I don't think they meant it in like a mean way. And I certainly didn't take it, but it was kind of like, Bella, you were kind of just friends with everyone. Um, that's not to say I didn't mean that in like a, I was friends with absolutely everyone. I just meant like, you know, different people from different groups. Um, yeah. And I mean, I had super close friends, um, that I'm still friends with to this day, but I feel like, I don't know, looking at a lot of people, like at my high school, especially, I mean, I'm sure all high schools, but there was a, everyone had like a click and I felt I didn't belong to any certain group, as I've said like five times now. Um, and I'm sure many people can relate to this. I'm not saying that this was only me, but yeah. And that kind of made me feel in high school kind of made me feel weird. Um, being a lot of times I felt left out or lonely or whatever. Um, and everyone told me like San Francisco is so you and I still to this day don't really know what that means if someone could tell me please if anyone could tell me what exactly they would they meant by when you said San Francisco is it because it was super liberal like I was just I, I I still to this day it boggles the mind what exactly people meant by San Francisco so you again never took it as an insult but I thought I would find my clique here if you will you know that was the dream to move up here and find a super cool group of friends and find that squad oh I can't believe I just said that uh that I felt I was missing in high school and so I moved up here I was 18, had all these big hopes and dreams about moving to the big city, uh, and none of that happened. I felt lonelier than ever. I felt more depressed than ever. I felt awful. I was homesick constantly. I wasn't making a ton of friends. I wasn't living this dream life that everyone thought I was living, you know, and I'd go home for winter breaks or summer breaks or whatever. And people would always be like, oh my god, how much are you loving San Francisco? I bet you're just killing it up there. I bet life is so great. I bet you're having so much fun meeting so many people that are like you. And I did that whole, I'm home from college. I'm going to pretend like I love everything and everything's great thing. And I was like, yeah, it's so much fun. And I love it. And I fucking love Dolores Park. And I love, like, I can smoke weed anywhere. And, like, no one gives a shit about anything. And everyone's super friendly and liberal and blah, 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 blah. And then I was going to my dorm room every night crying myself to sleep. Because I, well, I did not intend <laughs> to get this deep. Um... But yeah, I was super fucking depressed my first year of college because I had all of these super high expectations of what my life was going to be, what college was going to be like. I was going to get stellar grades and meet super cool people and like just live this rock star life, I guess. And uh, most of my freshman year was sitting in my room, eating fried chicken on my bed, watching anime. That was... Uh, a huge portion of my freshman year and yes I did gain the freshman 15 it was it was not a look um and then that was before winter break came back from winter break got super super depressed um I was hanging out with people 
even less and I had quit my job so then I wasn't even like having work distract me from because uh before winter break when I was working I could make the excuse oh well I'm working so much so you know that's why I'm not going out all the time and not having friends because I was working 29 hours a week and then I quit my job and suddenly I'm not working I'm not going out with friends I'm doing really poorly in school and I got really really depressed and felt awful and lost a bunch of weight was not thriving just couldn't wait to come home crying all the time and uh yeah that happened so that was my freshman year like in a nutshell and you know there's no like I wish I could tell you then all of a sudden like May of my freshman year I met these really cool people and we've been best friends ever since but that didn't happen I did I did meet really awesome people my freshman year not to say that I didn't um my roommates were awesome well with the exception of one my roommates were awesome um I met really great people when I was working um my first job ever that I'm still good friends with today and you know my roommate from last year I still talk to uh, another one of our housemates I still talk to people that I met at work I still talk to and love dearly so it wasn't that I didn't meet super great people it was I had all of these extremely high expectations and those were not being met and yeah then so when was it so then I was like okay well my thing is I always try and do something fun over the summer because that's what gets me through going through school so helpful hint like uh, this summer, I'm going, and a week after I do my last final, I'm going and doing a yoga retreat for a month. So this podcast will be on hold, and so will my daily um, Instagram stories, my daily quotes. Uh, but we'll get to that later. But last summer, I had planned, okay, I'm going to be at home for like a month, and then I'm going to leave and go to Peru and volunteer at an orphanage for disabled children which that wasn't my original plan I just wanted to volunteer I happened to be put into um an orphanage for disabled children um and I'm gonna go do that for like I think it was like 25 days um sorry that was my watch and yeah so I was just looking forward to that all semester long like I was like I just can't wait to go and be in Peru I just can't wait to go and be in Peru I just can't wait to go and be in Peru oh and I forgot this is a huge part of it I was a mechanical engineering major I was doing engineering I was taking all the classes for engineering um because I did most APs in high school so I got out of like English classes I got out of I think a couple math classes I got out of um what else did I get out of I got out of like intro chemistry. Um, Yeah, I got out of a ton of classes. So my freshman year, I was already starting major classes. I wasn't just doing GEs. I already had a good portion of my major classes done because I had room in my schedule too. Um, And I was realizing I fucking hate engineering. Like I fucking hate it. It was so insanely boring. And I kept telling myself like, this is because it's the intro classes like, you know, all intro classes are kind of boring no matter what it is, which is the truth. Like a lot of intro classes is the basics. It's not super fun. So if you're in an intro class to anything, especially if it's your major and you're like, this is kind of stupid, don't worry. You delve deeper into topics and they get better. But I didn't feel like that was going to happen for engineering for me. I just always would like envision my future and I never saw myself as an engineering major I was never like yeah I could see myself doing that it was something that like I don't know I think I brought it up to my mom in like ninth grade 10th grade and then she perceived me bringing it up the possibility of being an engineering major as me wanting to be an engineering major and she was like all for it you know she would read articles on girls in stem and stem me stuff and she was like super excited about it and I felt, and this is not in any way to say anything negative about my mom, because it wasn't, it wasn't her pushing it upon me. It was, she legitimately thought this was what I really wanted. Um, And because she was always so excited about that, I felt like it would be a huge letdown to her if I ever said, 
I really don't want to do this. And for a good portion of the time, like when I was in high school, I thought like, I, yeah, I could, I could do this because it wasn't, and even when I was taking my major classes, it wasn't difficult for me. Um, I did do pretty poorly in some classes, but that was because I wasn't doing homework, which is a whole nother topic. Um, but it wasn't like I was struggling with engineering or even like my math classes or my physics classes. Like they were, I mean, I wasn't thriving in them, but again, that comes from being super depressed and having absolutely no motivation to do anything. Um, but it wasn't like, oh my God, this is way out of my league. So end of my freshman year, it's not at all how I thought it would be. Um, I feel like I've made friends, but I'm not going out with anyone a lot. I'm super depressed. I'm hating my major and I'm practically begging my mom, like, please do not make me come up here next year. Please do not make me come up. I really cannot take another semester of that. Like, I think I might legitimately kill myself if you make me come up here again and which is me being dramatic I've dealt with pretty severe depression my entire life and um yeah that's another topic for another time but again and my mom is just kind of like you made a commitment this is what you said you were gonna do you're at least gonna fake finish this next year if you want to transfer after that which that was the original plan anyway was for me to go to school for like a year in San Francisco and then transfer but then I ended up not getting my best grades last year so I didn't feel comfortable applying to transfer to schools so she was like you committed to this you're gonna go up there it's gonna be a lot better you're gonna you know work on the things you need to work on you're gonna meditate read the books try being more outgoing it's gonna be a way better year but you're going to finish it. And I was like, okay. And so ended school with that kind of mindset, hoping for the best for next year. Went to Peru, spent 21, 25 days there. And working with, I mean, the, my Peru trip could be an entire podcast on, on itself, in itself. Um, but working with those kids for 25 days, whatever it was, I found my calling a hundred percent. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be of service to other people. Um, I knew that I wanted to do something. And also I lived with a host family and then there's two other girls who are now some of my closest friends that I still keep in contact with. Um, and they're both in med school. I'm pretty sure. Sorry if I got that wrong guys. Um, but that is what really like inspired me. I knew I wanted to go into medicine. I knew I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. If I wanted to do pediatrics or oncology or speech therapy or, well, I mean, speech therapy, okay, whatever. Um, but I knew I definitely wanted to be a doctor of some sort. So I have that in mind. I'm heading home and I'm like, kind of excited to tell my mom this but also like oh my god she's gonna kill me because I'm not an engineering major and she's told all her friends like and she's really proud of this blah 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 blah. so then I do my first semester back in San Francisco and I'm still having these feelings like engineering's not right for me engineering's not right for me and I'm trying to think did I take any engineering classes I don't think I did take any engineering classes last I mean I took classes that would be like for my major like another calculus class, which I don't even want to talk about how many years I've had a calculus, um, another calculus class and I think other science classes, but they weren't like engineering classes. And then it's coming and my first semester back up here was slightly better than my freshman year. So I had hope. Um, I was focusing on myself more, trying to not compare myself to other people and their lives and how college was going for them. Because I think that's also a huge part of it is like looking on Instagram and seeing like so-and-so's at whatever school and she's having the time of her life and meeting all these super cool people. But you have to keep in mind, this is Instagram. People are obviously only going to post the highlights of their life. Of course, on Finsta, not necessarily, but on like, you know, your or Insta, real Instagram here, uh, you're only going to post the highlights. I'm not going to post depressed, cried in the library for three hours yesterday, you know, like, so 
this is just a glimpse of a moment in somebody's life. They could be struggling with severe depression. They could, I mean, and I'm sure if people took a look at my Instagram last year, they thought I was having the time of my life and I most definitely was not. Um, so keep that in mind when comparing yourself, especially on Instagram and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was slightly better. I had hope, but I was still really struggling with like, I, I need to change my major. Like I was, it's, you know, I'm a sophomore. Like if I don't change it now, I risk having to spend more years in school and with med school that's already a lot of time I'm spending in school like I can't take the chances so oh and then also I got a job again which I really needed because I I'm very much the type of person that likes to keep busy so I needed something to keep me busy that wasn't like just going out with friends and stuff something to also feel protected productive. So, um, I was doing Pilates last semester at this studio. I'm not sure if I'm like legally allowed to say the name of my job. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram though, you already know, but I was doing Pilates at the studio all of last year and I really loved it. And then they happened to send an email out and they were like, Hey, we're doing instructor training. Like this is an email out, just went to everyone. And, um, it's a weekend and originally I was going to do my yoga training, but yoga training's like, uh, 3,500. Is it hundred? I always mess it up. Three, five, zero, zero. That's how much yoga training is. Dollar sign. <laughs> but yeah. And like a lot of times you have to find your own transportation there. And it's like, which in the city, I don't have a car. So if it's like in East Bay, I have to take BART all the way there, which is like an hour of my time. And then it's like from like six to nine, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays for like three months. And I was like, I don't have time to do that, especially since that interferes with my winter break. I want to go home for the winter break. I don't have to be stuck up here. So I was like, cool, this place will let me do my training over a weekend. And it was way less expensive. Um, and so, yeah, I did that. And I remember my boss one of the first things like who was leading the training one of the first things she said was like a big part of this training for me is not just you know oh, I'm gonna have more instructors but it's watching you guys grow because over these four days because it was 20 hours four days um over these four days like you will you will grow so much and I remember thinking like yeah yeah sure um and honestly I think that training completely changed my life because you go into it with like however many other people I think we had like 10 of us you don't know any of these people and then you spend the next four days training with them but also it's not just that like you I mean the first I think it was the first day of training we were put on the mic and already told like okay you're gonna practice teach to these people that you just met and you know when you're pra like because later on you practice teach with friends and like when you're with friends it's like fun silly but like then you're just put on the spot like you're in your first day of training and you're already thrown into this um and so you really just gotta go for it uh and yeah that training made me feel really accomplished and I left that at the end of it because I remember thinking like I'm not gonna be able to do this like as soon as I like got into it I was like what the fuck have I gotten myself into I'm not gonna be able to do this I'm not gonna be able to stand in front of I've, you know, I've never had a problem public speaking, but it's completely different being an instructor, like a fitness instructor, because um, you have to think about what you're saying. You have to make sure you're saying the right body parts, positioning people in the right way, but also making sure you're making sure no one's in a position to injure themselves, all this stuff. And I was like, it's way too overwhelming. I'm not going to be able to do this. Fuck this. Like, what have I gotten myself into? And then at the end of the training, like, I did it. And it was like, whoa, like, I, I I, I actually did that. I really didn't think I would be able to. Um, so that was like a huge confidence boost. And then you go through like a couple weeks running, doing practices with your friends before you audition. And then I passed my audition. And then it was like, okay, now I'm going out and like actually teaching. And that was really, really scary too. Um, but I did it. And yeah, and now I have a job that I would not trade the world for. I absolutely love my job and love everyone I work with and I'm constantly so inspired by both my coworkers and the people that come in like 
people come in and they'll tell me, you know, like, I'm really out of shape and I'm uncomfortable with my body. So like I'm here, you know, and it's awesome watching people transform or watching people come in. Like I had a woman the other day who was like seven months pregnant. Like that's crazy to me. And she's still out here like working out on a daily basis. So, you know, there's no excuses. You should be working out. I'm a hypocrite when it comes to that. But anyway, um, so that's a huge part of what made my first semester here better was finding a job that I really, really loved. And also I got, I get so much satisfaction from, I get so much satisfaction from helping people. Um, but I was still dealing with not knowing how to tell my mom I wanted to change my major. And so I remember this very vividly. It was like a couple of days before I was supposed to pick classes for next semester and I was leaving work and, uh, I walk from work to get to my work. I walk through Dolores Park. Well, I walk out of Castro through Dolores Park, then to my work. Um, so I was on my way back walking through Dolores Park and I was like, I need to tell her. Like, I just need to tell her now because I'm choosing classes for next semester in like a couple of days and I, I can't go another semester in engineering knowing that it's not what I want to do. So <laughs> I was literally at the Castro station, like sitting, waiting for Muni. And I was like, I just got to do it. And I originally, because I'm dramatic as fuck, I had originally like written out this whole big long email or letter that I had intended to email her and it was like very dramatic you know like started off with like mom please listen to everything before you judge this and and, you know like yes I don't think that's a bad thing to say when you're telling your parents certain things but for changing my major like it was it was very uh melodramatic to say the least but so am I um so yeah I just kind of was like I have something to tell you and she was like oh god what does it relate to and I said school and my mom's like number one priority with my life is school and so she starts freaking out she's like oh my god you failed classes like you're flunking I was like no no it's none of that I promise and I just said I want to change my major and I think I don't think I've ever heard her gasp that loud and, but then like Muni was coming and I was like I kind of gotta go now and she was like no 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 no, you you cannot leave me hanging and she told me she was like I just want to ask one thing is it still STEM uh and I was like yes and she was like oh okay. like huge sigh of relief to her and this is not to throw shade at any liberal arts majors um but yeah so I just told her and um she was not disappointed in the least, which was a huge relief to me. And I kind of, I think my intuition knew that she wouldn't be because I want, I want to be, uh, well, okay. I skipped this whole thing. Um, my goal end goal here is to be a neonatologist, which is a doctor for babies in the NICU. NICU is the neonatal intensive care unit. So that's babies born with heart failures. That's babies born with, that are born premature, that's, you know, it's a really uh, not easy field to be in, Uh, but I've felt through my intuition and through just like signs from the universe um, popping up here and then, this is my calling, like this is what I'm meant to do, Um, and so I felt she would not like, how could, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but, like, how could you not be proud of that, you know? Like, if your kid came to you and was like, I want to help sick newborn babies, who's going to be like, what the fuck, you know? Like, um, so, I mean, that's end goal. We'll see because the fatality rate is very high um, with that. And I'm a very emotional person, and I already have a feeling I'm going to get very emotionally attached to each case so I don't know exactly if I'm cut out for it if not then I will definitely go into pediatrics um just general pediatrics you come in you have a cold cool I send you home with some NyQuil um and obviously it's not as simple as that but that's a lot of it uh but yeah so we then had a super long conversation about 
why I was chewing th- choosing this, what my plan was, had I thought about medical school. And like, that was the thing is before I had called her, I had researched everything. I had researched the MCAT. I had researched where to go to medical school. I had researched what classes I needed to be taking. I had research, you know, I had done the work. So it wasn't just like, hey, I want to change my major. I don't know anything about it, but I'm choosing classes to do it, you know, in a couple of days. So if you're someone struggling to change your major or struggling well yeah to change your major or to even just tell your parents I would definitely research 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 a lot before deciding because uh, it is a big decision like this is what you're going to be doing potentially for the rest of your life so yeah and you know you want one because people ask me all the time why that's probably you know when I tell people I'm pre-med or um technically my major is like human biology but my intention is pre-med um people's biggest question is always, why? Why are you choosing this? Um, And for me, it's because I want to help others. I feel I was put on this earth to do that, you know, whether it be through this podcast or through um, being a doctor or whatever. I feel an instant, or not instant, uh, an intense pull towards helping other people. That is my mission on this earth, um, which brings me to another like kind of side topic. Oprah always talks about if you don't know what your purpose is, the most important thing you need to do in your life right now is figure it out. Is to take a question, take a minute, and ask yourself the question: What am I doing here? What am I doing on earth? I've always known, as my mom has always said, my purpose for being on earth is to be of love and service to others that's it that's my purpose whether again whether it be through this podcast through being a doctor that is what I was put on this earth to do yours might be to inspire others or to uh, I don't I don't even know because it's your purpose you're gonna figure that out on your own but also don't freak out about not figuring it out because I mean there's a whole song on the uh what's it what's it called oh my god avenue q if you're into musicals on finding your purpose but yeah so I did that and then and now my mom's super on board with it you know she's just as enthused about it as she was with engineering um she's done probably more research than I have um and I understand obviously not everyone has parents like that I'm super super fortunate too um but even if your parents do react badly to whatever you change your major to be whether it be because it's not what they wanted for you or because it's a liberal arts major or because it's very eclectic and how are you going to find a job doing that blah 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 this is ultimately your life and I know that a lot of times people feel like they're letting their parents down or I can't do that to them because they worked so hard it would be almost cruel of me to not give them what they want or to you know choose an easy quote-unquote easy route this is your life and you know as a morbid as it might sound your parents aren't going to be around forever so do you want to be and even when they are around do you want to be stuck in a career that you hate for god only knows how long you know i know so many or i've heard stories of so many people who 20 years into a career realized this is not what i want and went back to school Um, which is totally awesome too, you know, at least they realized at some point and weren't stuck in a career their entire life that they didn't want. And also that could change. I could spend 20 years as a pediatrician and love it. And then five years after that, realize this is, this isn't what I want to be doing anymore, you know? Um, but yeah, I would take a big look at that and make sure that you're doing what is going to ultimately make you happy as long, and this is for everything in life, as long as it's not harming other people. Um, so yeah, then I changed my major. I started taking all my biology classes, which, I mean, I could talk about this in another episode too. It was a whole mess because I was still technically a mechanical engineering major, so I couldn't get into my bio classes. But then they were also like, but to declare yourself as a bio major, because it is super impacted, you need to already take these classes. So then I had to crash like pretty much all of my classes, which is super stressful if you've ever had to crash a class. Um, But then I got in and something like in my 
gut, my intuition told me I was going to, even when it looked like there was absolutely no way I was going to get in. I was so determined. I was like, no, I'm doing this. I'm going to get in because I need these classes this semester. No one is going to stand in my way of getting into these fucking classes. Um, and I did. And I didn't have to, you know, yell at anyone or like force my way in. It came super naturally. Um, but I also at the same time was like, I'm going to force my way into these classes, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, I was like, if I don't get into these classes, there's a reason. It might be I'm not ready for this workload. I should take it next semester. The teachers that are going to be there next semester will be better, whatever. I was set my, it goes back to the kind of new moon thing. I set my intention on getting into these classes, but I knew at the same time, if for whatever reason I didn't, there's a reason. Um, and I would come to find that out later in life, which I'm very much someone who believes everything happens for a reason. And I know, no, I can't explain why, you know, certain people are abused. I can't explain why children get fatal diseases. I, I, don't know but I'm and you know I'm not saying at all that those things happen for a reason but I can look at a lot of things in my life that didn't work out that I was like crushed when it didn't work out whether it be not getting into schools that I wanted to or you know not having uh, relationships work out or stuff like that and nearly every single one of those in hindsight I can see why they didn't work out I mean and some of those it took four years to look back and be like, oh, so this is why it didn't work out. And some of those, it was instant. Like I just instantly knew, you know? Um, so I try to keep a positive outlook on life, but yeah. So I started taking all my bio classes and I cannot tell you how incredibly grateful I am to be in biology. Um, the people I have met in biology, and this is not, again, to throw shade at any engineering majors, were so much more friendlier, were so much more, like, accepting, and, like, um, I don't know. I've just really, I feel like I've found that kind of, and I'm just now realizing this as I'm saying it, oh my god, uh, revelations on the podcast, um, I feel like I've found my quote-unquote click, like, I've made so I made more friends in one in bio 230 this semester than I feel like I met all throughout my freshman year of college. And that might also have to do with like me being on a quote unquote spiritual journey and just being a more uplifting and positive person. So more people want to be around me because I'm, I mean, I won't lie when I was really depressed and going through it, uh, why would anyone want to be around me? And that's not to, to say anything negative about people who are depressed because I struggled with it my entire life, but I, was, I wasn't I was someone that even wanted help. That was the thing. And it's like, people can only take so much of being around someone who's constantly negative. So, um, and I'm a big believer in even if you're faking it, you know, if I still feel really not even, I wouldn't even say depression. If I felt a lot of anger my freshman year, I felt a lot of anger and like, poor me, why me? Not necessarily depression. Um, but people can feel that radiating off you, even if you're going around like, yeah, I love life and everything's great. Um, who is it? P. Diddy that has that one tweet, your energy introduces you before you do. Totally believe that. I'm also though an empath, so I feel people's energies and emotions a lot stronger than other people do but I definitely believe that I can always tell if someone's genuinely happy or if it's all just kind of an act and that's not to say that faking it isn't uh a is a bad thing I definitely think you know when I was going through the worst of my worst depression I tried and this is not the the cure to depression at all but it was something that helped me and it's going to be different for every single person. This might not work at all for someone, but I would put on happy music, my happy music. Um, I would dance around my room. I'd try being as uplifting as I could be. And even if it was just for 10 minutes, it made me feel better. Um, again, that's not the cure all to depression. If you're really struggling with depression, I recommend 
talking to someone, you know, whether it be a counselor at school or a close friend or parent or grandparent or someone who you feel safe talking to. Um, I recommend, what else? Doing things that make you happy, whether it's going on a run, listening to good music, watching a good movie, um, not just drink water because that's bullshit. I mean, stay hydrated. That's important, but that's just for life. That's not going to cure your depression. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that go into quote unquote curing depression. Some people need medication. Some people don't. Some people are able to find their way, you know, out in just a few months. Some people, it takes years. I've been in and out of therapy since I was, uh, I think, 10 or 11, you know, and I still have my moments where I'm incredibly depressed. Um, that was supposed to sound uplifting. I'm sorry. That's, that sounded like really dauntful. Like, Hey, you're stuck in depression. You'll be there for another 10 years at least. Um, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying it's different for everyone. Um, but yeah, now, uh, I'm a, and I've been doing things to that I've found to help me. This is where I'm wrapping up here. Um, being in bio 230, being in physics and all of those biology classes for my major has obviously made me a lot happier because I feel like I'm doing something that I actually enjoy now and I'm really liking my classes and I find them super interesting and I'm so looking forward to the future whereas an engineering major I was dreading the future I was dreading like I don't want to take those classes next semester I don't want to be doing this um but yeah so that's one thing that really helped me on this journey but another thing is um I've gotten a lot more into my spiritual side, if you will, um, and that has to do with my, where my Uranus is, Uranus, Uranus, whatever you want to say, um, which is a totally different topic, uh, talking about astrologies and your birth chart and all of that, but, uh, the past couple of months, yeah, I've been super into crystals, that's been something that's really, really helped me, um and my tarot cards and watching really positive videos and doing yoga and um all of that and through finding what I like I've also been able to connect and find other people that are really interested in it which is obviously super helpful on this journey um and I'm still learning I have so 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 much learning about all of this crystals tarot cards meditation in front of me um and i think this podcast will kind of chart that journey as we go along hopefully so yeah i mean that's pretty much where i am at life in life now and that whole spiritual journey has led me to this podcast i was like I was somebody who, like I said, suffered with pretty severe depression my entire life. And it's only been the past couple of months that I've I've seen the light, you know, um, and been able to get out of bed without hating myself more regularly and accept myself and learn who I am and not beat myself up over things and... I just want to say, if you're somebody going through that now, you'll get through it. I mean, I know it's like cheesy, like it gets better, but I'm not, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy. I'm not going to tell you it's going to happen in a couple months because I, I don't know your path. I don't know what you're going through, um, but it's like, I'm just thinking of that. Fuck, what's that song? Um, hang on. They just hold on. Um, sorry, I shouldn't have sang. You probably ears burst. Um, <laughs> if I can think of the song, I'll put it in the info box. But yeah, if you just oh, if you just hold on for one more day, I can't like I don't know if I'm even technically allowed to sing because I don't want to get royalties thrown at me. Um, yes, because they'll definitely find my hundred listener podcast. Uh, but yeah, it sucks going through shit like this really fucking sucks. No one's going to deny that. I mean, maybe people will, but I won't. But you'll find your way. You'll find the things that make you happy. 
you know, if it's crystals, if it's tarot cards, if it's running, if it's eating lots of junk food, if it's being with friends that are super uplifting, along the way, I think you'll find it. I think most people do. And uh, I'm always, always here if you need a human being, a live human being, not some automated or scripted, uh, what do you call those things? Suicide hotline. Not to say that those aren't helpful, but like, okay, when I was going through my worst depression, I never wanted to call a suicide hotline because it's like, that's, I, I want somebody in my life that I know knows me to tell me these things, not somebody who has a script and who's been trained to tell me these things. Um, not to say that those things aren't helpful and you shouldn't be, you know, retweeting them, reblocking them because they've obviously saved thousands and countless of lives. But, um, yeah, if anyone needs anyone to reach out to, I'm here. And that's not just cheesy, like, I'll be here for you. And then I never reply to your messages. I will. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to come talk on the show, totally can. I have a form that I make people <laughs> fill out <laughs> before they can talk on the show. Um, it's not like your audition or anything. It's just to get a sense of what you want to talk about. So if anyone wants that form, please let me know. I've talked for an hour. If you've made it to the end of this, you're dope. Uh, you're superhuman. You're going to get through what ever you're going through um but yeah that was like my little introduction I thought I was only gonna have like 40 minutes of stuff to talk about even that and I've gone over an hour so I'm gonna wrap it up um I've decided to do a couple of segments weekly so my goal with this is to hopefully have my podcast be weekly um I am going away for my yoga trip in like two weeks though, so obviously I won't be posting during then, and I don't trust any of my friends to upload stuff because I don't think they'll be able to figure it out because I can barely figure it out. Not to say that my friends aren't really smart, but I also just don't want anything going wrong with it. Um, Yeah, so episodes will be on hold for a couple of weeks, but hopefully I'll come back and be like 10 times more spiritual and have 10 times the information to share with you guys. Um, but my, okay, so at the end of every episode, because if they're weekly, I'm going to do a quote of the week, I'm going to do a song of the week, and probably other of the week things, and then at the end of the month, I'm going to do, I'm going to have a playlist for the week, which I will upload on, I mean, playlist of the month, which I will upload on Spotify or something, and, um, something else at the end of the month. I don't remember. I wrote this all down and don't have it on me right now. But, okay, so my um, song of the week is, <laughs> so my songs of the week and quotes of the week are just going to be like whatever I was like jamming to that week that like makes me really happy. Um, my song of the week is Sex and Super Smash Bros. If you haven't listened to that song, I definitely would. That song always hypes me up by Kyle. Um, you can find it on SoundCloud, Spotify, probably like anywhere. Um, that song always, like, I wake up and I play that song. And it's just, like, I don't know. I can't, like, listen to that song without, like, smiling. <laughs> yeah. And then my quote of the week is one that I found really relevant for this episode. I don't know if you guys want me to explain why I chose this quote or if you just want to, like, hear the quote and then do your own interpretation of it. But for this first one, I will tell you. Um, my quote of the week is a Martin Luther King Jr. quote, and it is life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And I think that is super important to go through your life thinking. Um, and I think it is life's most persistent and urgent question. What are you doing for others? Uh, yeah. And it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. I feel like I was put on this earth to be of love and service. And so that's how I'm hopefully helping in some way or another. Uh, not to be like, I'm a great person because I help other people. I'm not saying that. Um, I think most people in this world help other people in some way or another, whether they realize it or not. Um, but yeah, I would just, I don't know, live your life by that quote. You know, when when you're, oh, that's another thing that helped me with my depression. Um, and this one's not an easy one at all. But when I was going through something really awful and then I did something, whether it was volunteering in Peru 
or just reaching out to a friend who I knew was also going through a hard time, that always made me feel really good. And I know as you're going through depression, that's not the easiest thing because a lot of times you don't want to talk to people. You can barely even get out of bed. But if you are able to get yourself to that point where you're helping somebody else, I think that's something that a lot of, that makes a lot of people feel good for selfish reasons. And I think, I mean, my senior year of high school in AP government, I think, uh, we had a whole talk about how nothing's really a selfless act. Everything you kind of get some gratification from. So if you help someone else and you feel good and it makes you feel good, that's not a bad thing. Um, if you can get yourself to that point, I know that's not always the easiest one to do, but yeah. And it's the same as, you know, JFK's quote, what is it? Uh, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Um, I think it's a really important theme, especially in today's political climate. How can you help someone who might be feeling left out or uh, abandoned or just down? Uh, because there's a lot of hatred and racism and just awful things going on in the world. But there's also a lot of really cool, great, inspiring people who are doing amazing things. And with that, I'm going to leave you to ponder that question, listen to this song, that song. Um, Yeah, if you've made it to the end, you're a rock star. And thank you so, so much. I will, I don't know, I won't see you guys next week. You'll hear me (laughs) next week. Um, Yeah. Bye. Later days.